listeners tuning in right now for your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from all across the South and Central Texas markets. Our listeners in Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. Uh, We're very thankful that you've decided to spend your time joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. With me, of course, is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. Say hi to everybody. How you doing? Good to see you. (laughs) Well, we are so glad to be here. Uh, Together, of course, we bring you wonderful discussions highlighting various events going on uh, in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. But, of course, as we should do in all things, before we begin, uh, let us begin in prayer. Um, of course, we've got just weeks left until the, you know, the, the end of the year of St. Joseph, so we'll continue to honor uh, St. Joseph in his year uh, with an ancient prayer to St. Joseph. So wherever you might be, uh, if you're listening uh, there at your office, you know, just take a pause, meditate on our words. If you're out there driving, just look out ahead. Um, and, and pray these words uh, with, with me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Saint Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in thee all my interests and desires. O Saint Joseph, do assist me by thy powerful intercession and obtain for me all spiritual blessings through thy foster son, Jesus Christ our Lord, so that, Having engaged here below thy heavenly power, I may offer thee my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O St. Joseph, I never weary, contemplating thee and Jesus asleep in thine arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near thy heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss when I draw my dying breath. Amen. St. Faustina, Pray for us. St. Joseph, protector of the Holy Church. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, wow. I just, I love that prayer. You know, I, yeah, I love that beautiful. prayer. I'm so glad again uh, to, to be able to, to do this and do what I love. Got a great show here for you today, folks. Um, again, thank you for tuning in for In His <laughs> Vineyard. Uh, we're going to be actually joined today by a... a uh, a favorite, a San Antonio favorite. Okay. <laughs> Actually, two San Antonio favorites. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, guest co-hosting today, uh, along with, uh, Alexandra uh, and myself is, um, you know, GRN executive director, uh, Richard Arena. So thank you, Richard, for being here today. Oh, man. I'm loving it because it's funny how the, the roles are reversed. Uh, you're in the driver's seat and I get to tag along, but there's a specific reason for it. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. And you're going to learn more about that. Uh, and in fact, so, you know, I want to get y'all, you know, everybody caught up um, on, on the things that went on, uh, of course, this weekend. Um, this weekend, we had a lot going on. Um, I got to celebrate the, you know, our Axe Retreat yes. Reunion. Uh-huh. Uh, that was huge. Uh, Richard and I had a chance to attend the Axe Missions Gala that was a blast. It sure was, you, you, wasn't you know, it? Uh, he actually, uh, you know, Richard will tell you more about it uh, himself, but he actually was out there at the at Our Lady of the Atonement 
King's Fair, I believe yes, it was. Yes, the King's Fair and their Fall Bazaar this past weekend. And my son was selling rosaries and other paracord uh, items, and it was a blast. And they started off with a great parade with all the different uh, grades going around the entire parish. So to see all the kids there on Firefoot, they were dressed up in their in their, their King's Fair attire, yeah. some as knights, some as crusaders, some as uh, you name it. It was, it was I'm not sure if you, I've never been to a Renaissance Fair, but it had a similar kind of a theme to yeah. it. And it, it was very exciting. Long day, but beautiful day. No, that, that, that sounds like a good time. I saw some of the posts come across on, on Facebook and such, and I was like, man, that would have been super awesome to be oh, out yeah. there. Uh, we also had the uh, Converging Roads uh, oh, yes. conference. Um, you know, it's the, the medical fun- conference uh, for, you know, Catholic physicians and such, uh, they really try to, to teach and highlight, um, you know, practicing, you know, the ethics in, in the workplace oh, and yes. such. I mean, so uh, a big, uh, a, you know, a big draw out there. Uh, what about you, Alexander? What, uh, what did you and the family get into this weekend? Well, we had our family movie night and we watched um, a movie on the book of Daniel. So oh, wow. that, oh, that, that was really very interesting. interesting. Yeah. So it, that my girls are, are were studying that in their homeschooling this past week. So I thought that would be just perfect. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I want to give a, a shout out to um, all of all of those in the Little Flower Basilica because they're going to have an event coming up. And please, if you haven't done any Christmas shopping, this is the perfect chance to buy local. Okay, they're going to have the Basilica Christmas Market Bazaar. Oh, wow. And they host a variety of vendors from the greater San Antonio area and give shoppers the opportunity to see arts and crafts and more. And um, they're going to offer Basilica Heritage Tours as well. So to learn more about the, of course, this will help you learn more about the local Basilica, um, the history of the Basilica, and also be able to see the art, <clears throat> the beautiful artwork throughout and the, the stained glass windows and learn more about the history of those windows. Um, the bazaar, it's going to be November 20th um, from 9 to 3. So the bazaar starts at 9. The tours will start at 1. And yours truly will be leading oh, some wow. of those tours. So That's this um, weekend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So feel free to join us. No, that's great. Yeah, so there's a lot going on, in fact, uh, this weekend. Uh, actually, over at Our Lady of the Atonement also oh, is yes. hosting. Some guy, you know, people, uh, yeah, people might know yeah. who he is, I think. I mean, Scott Hahn, if that means anything to us. You know? <laughs> who? Scott who? Oh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah we'll be there. Scott <laughs> Hahn sure. is going to be out there uh, mm-hmm. at Our Lady of the Atonement giving a talk. Uh, in fact, um, I just remember it was probably as soon as the news came out, I mean, Facebook was going crazy. Well, our Facebook group yes. page was going crazy, uh, you know, for it. And uh, it's it's going to be pretty exciting hearing him talk. And he, you know, having read his books, him being a key part, of course, in in a lot of conversion stories uh, to include my own. It's going to be awesome to be able to hear him speak uh, out there. Yeah, you know what? Uh, there was I'm not sure it was five or six years ago. He was one of the speakers at the Fullness of Truth conference. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that Fullness of Truth brings out here. And his the talk was the the theme of that conference was John chapter six. So he spoke on his first talk on John chapter six, verses one through five mm. on on one on one hour. And that alone, I mean, I was writing so yeah. fast, my hand hurt afterwards, but I was blown away yeah. by what he pulled out and put together and made sense from John chapter yeah. six verses one through five. I was oh, yeah. blown away. So yeah, it's great stuff. Now, you I, know, I not only people. is, uh, you know, is he going to be out there, uh, but a couple of other, you know, a couple other, um, you know, names coming into town, uh, in the coming weeks, father Ken Geraci, oh. he's actually holding an 
in holding an in parish uh, mission retreat uh, at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Honey Creek, uh, in fact. So uh, for those of you out there in St. Joseph uh, Catholic Church at Honey Creek, and if you haven't signed up just yet, you are in for a treat. You got to sign up. Let's make sure that, you know, we fill those pews and, uh, you know, we fill the the, the sanctuary there. It's going to be awesome. Anything Father uh, Ken uh, is great also. He was actually our speaker uh, at our previous, you know, Fishers of Men benefit dinner uh, here in the spring um, back in April. Um, so I know he gave a great talk. Some of the things that he talked about, of course, was staying in your lane. And uh, there's other, uh, there, there's other, you know, people that we talk to that continue to use some of those one liners that, that oh, yeah. he threw out there. Uh, if you ever hear Richard talk about, um, it's not, you know, a criticism. It's an observation. Uh, I would love to give credit to Richard for that one, but nope. I do believe he got that one from Father I Ken Geraci sure also. <laughs> so again, for more information on that, you can go to their parish website um, or, or look up their, their number and give them a call. Also, again, that's St. Joseph in Honey Creek. Um, and if I could, that is going to be, I believe, on the 20, 29th through the 3rd or through the 2nd of okay, um, gotcha. uh, of December, it's like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes, 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 yeah. So that's going to be that's going to be a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, because there's going to be one day in there where we're oh, wanting to go. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. so twenty nine thirty. Yeah, so Monday, so Tuesday, Wednesday. Gotcha. Yes. You know what I love about that, Sean, is is when we promote those things. Uh, people will stop me at whatever events we're at. So, hey, we hear that so-and-so's coming, so-and-so's coming. You know, they must have this big deal, you know, with either the archdiocese or, or you know, I, I wish uh, we could do something like that at our parish. I'm like, you can. They got a pretty on-fire evangelization team at the parish. Yeah. So the parish handled it all themselves. They didn't have to go out and reach out anywhere else to make that happen. The parish did it. So, of course, let me be real clear. They had, they worked with their with their parish pastor, uh, Father Francis McHugh, and I'm sure Father Abel Ruiz, their parochial vicar. But to work with your priest, work with your pastor, uh, you can do it too. Uh, medium and small-sized parishes, you can bring speakers, you can get them going, you can get have awesome missions, missions at your parish. But of course, never forget, there's a lot of wonderful Catholic talent here in the archdiocese as well. So, yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, of course, um, you know, with that, you've got, you know, you've got the fishers of men, dinner that we just got done talking about. I'm going to use that to segue into, of course, uh, discussing our next upcoming Fishers of Men. I've got a lot of comments, uh, a lot of uh, attention, uh, you know, thrown out our way regarding, a, you know, a current PSA that we've got running and kudos to, uh, to Mario and his uh, creativity. So, uh, you know, Mario and I, uh, we thought that you know, we wanted to to make sure that we got at least a word, the word out. You know, a, so a save the date, so to speak, for April twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. That's going to be our upcoming Fishers of Men benefit mm-hmm. dinner. And if you've heard the PSA out there, then you know <laughs> who we're going to be bringing on as our keynote speaker. And that none other than Father Donald Calloway himself is going to be our keynote speaker. For the 2022 Fishers of Men dinner, uh, I am I am planning this event as we speak. Uh, be ready to get and receive uh, the you know the save the date cards uh, in the mail. Uh, that'll be probably in the next you know week or so. Uh, I, I would I'd have to say I'll, I'll double check that, but keep an eye out for that. I know uh, he's a you know he he's a favorite of of, of people. Also, his conversion story. Um, his St. Joseph, you know, consecration to St. Joseph book was instrumental, uh, not just for my own family, but I mean, 
across the globe. He's got thing. He's got that Multiple thing. Languages. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's exactly it. what I was going to say. Was it's translated in so many different languages. Even entire parishes are getting their family, you know, their parish, wow. um, you know, members to consecrate themselves as a, you know, as a parish. So wow, I'm excited beautiful. about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much excited about it. Uh, what else is uh, going on this week uh, in, for the Rainus? Wow, the Rainus. What do we got going on? Uh, other than, uh, of course, our, our our guest that we're going to be, I'm not sure if you introduced him or not. Don't forget if you did that. But uh, he's in town, and we're looking forward to to spending some wonderful, good, holy time with him uh, tonight as well at one of the uh, homes of some of our, one of our good friends. Uh, he's going to be speaking. I want to say his name. <laughs> or maybe I just should. Um, uh, Father Martin Scott yeah, of go the for Servants it. of Divine Mercy, Siervas de la Divina Misericordia, is in town. And I, what I love sharing about uh, him, the point that I always hit is, is when you meet him and he gives you that look. Now, I recognize the look, but people who haven't <laughs> met him before don't. He gives it lo- the look of, okay, here we go. And he starts to touch on how much Jesus loves you amen in a way that i can guarantee you've never heard it before and it's i know it's it's i, I can't say uh yeah well my words my opinion uh, of love personified the message that comes out yeah you feel it yeah you, you it's it's right there and, and it's overwhelming i see 99 percent of people tear up and i'm speaking from my own experience sure. it blew me away when i first met Father Martin Scott, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing week. No, it, it is gonna be a, a great uh, great conversation uh, with Father. Um, I'm excited. I know the we met. I met him uh, earlier in the year, of course. Oh, that's uh, right. I think it was actually before the promotion, maybe uh, to general manager. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, it was. Yeah. So it, it, it was, and some of the words that he shared with me, you know, were really just uplifting. Um, it really just it, it just gave me you know a a profound sense of. Um, well, where I needed to be. Yeah. I, I was where I needed to be, and I was doing exactly what I was called to do. And I can't say enough about that, you know. Um, so That affirmation is awesome. Af- there you go. Yeah. You know, I'm not used to big words, Richard, yeah. but thanks for helping me out with that one. <laughs> that was and, awesome, right? And, and awesome. what about you, Alex? Uh, what else you got going on this week? Uh, this week, we're just, I mean, the homeschooling, we homeschool. So, you know, getting through the homeschool, with Catholic Schoolhouse, yeah. um, that's uh, that's probably the primary thing, and then making sure our kids are getting their Latin in and getting their yeah. you know their their math and you know all the good stuff. You right? got room for adults in that Latin <laughs> class? <laughs> I was going to say, Ora pro <laughs> I know there's no room for me. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just like making sure that our kids are. That's doing awesome. Do. So of course, you know, that's the music. When we come back. We're going to be speaking to, of course, Father Martin Scott. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. And I did want to just circle back, of course, to the parish Advent Retreat at St. Joseph Honey Creek. That's going to be November 29th through December 1st. We'll see you on the other side of the break. The University of Dallas presents... What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest, airing November 15th at 3.30 p.m. Central on EWTN. Visit quest.udallas.edu. 
This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Through our Lenten fasting and prayer, we learn how to control ourselves and thus give ourselves more freely to others. And since we have all been called to the married vocation, the first people we need to give ourselves to is our family. Instead of giving your family what you owe them, lavish them with love above and beyond what they deserve, as our Father does with us. The first person to love lavishly is our spouse. Take time to ask them how you can show mercy to them this Lent. Learn how to love them even more. Maybe rid yourself of a habit that they find annoying. These habits may not be wrong, but it shows that you are ready to give above and beyond what is required. You can also create healthier habits regarding things that are not desirable for your family. Maybe it's refraining from negative humor and sarcasm. Maybe it's not raising your voice. Making a resolution to change how we relate to our family is an effective use of time this Lent. Maybe even more than giving up chocolate. For more inspiration and encouragement, visit MessyFamilyMinute.org. Instead of fighting the crowds, isn't it so much easier to hop online and do your shopping in the comfort of your own home? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you shop online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give a little extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network. And welcome back, folks. You're tuning in to In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Sean Rice, uh, getting ready for a great conversation, of course, with Padre uh, Martin Scott of the Servios de la Divina Misericordia. You got it. In fact, so I got to work on my Spanish, and I'm so excited to to bring him on today here. We've got a full house in studio today. We've got Miss Alex Kay. We've got Richard Reyna, uh, and and Father, uh, of course, is going to be here. Um, So... Before we get started, I did want to, of course, uh, talk about one last thing uh, before we get into our conversation, and that I, I can't even believe I, I almost forgot. But we've got the Sherathon coming up <laughs> at the end of the month, uh, you know, November thirtieth through December third. Okay, yes. so again, prayerfully consider, um, you know, a, a small gift to help keep, uh, you know, your Guadalupe Radio Network station big, going. Big gifts, big gifts too. Yeah, big <laughs> gifts work too. Yes, yes, but uh, gifts of every size count and they add up of course uh and with that i did want to throw a, a little just a little favor you know i put it on facebook a couple of times now i need just one more spot filled for the uh oh, right. 1 p.m to 7 p.m shift um we're not gonna you know have you you know breaking bricks or you know and you know laying mortar or anything like that all i'm asking for is someone to maybe come in answer the phones and take pledges yeah. And I tell you what, when you hear some of those, um, what you know, the, the prayer requests that are attached to those pledges, it will change you, and you will want to do this um, many times over. So again, uh, you, you hear my appeal? Please reach out to me at you know Sean S H A U N at G R N Online dot com, or you can call a uh, you know call up here to to the radio station as well. Two ten five seven nine nine eight four four, and with that, let uh, me be the first to welcome uh, Father Martin. Thank you so much, Father, um, you know, Father Martin, uh, for joining us today. It is a real treat for you to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. I'm very thrilled. So you think you're thrilled? I'm thrilled. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, you know, we've had you on a, a couple different times, of course, and 
like I said in the in the intro, you are one of our favorites. You know, you've you've been a hearing you speak, hearing the message um, that that the Lord just passes through you to us. It, it's it really is edifying, and I, it, it's good to see a a holy priest. It's good to see a holy man. Uh, Doing, you know, what he's been called to do, also. So, if you would, for the listeners not aware of you, if you would just, you know, introduce yourself and um, maybe tell them a little bit about uh, what it is, you know, that that you have been called to do, and especially talk to us about the the you know servios de la divina misericordia, please. Okay. Yes. Uh, good afternoon to everyone. My name is Father Martinez Scott. I'm from Peru, from Lima, Peru. I'm. Uh, even though I lived many years in the United States because of my father's job, um, I'm the the youngest of seven children. Okay, I came into the world accompanied by twin brother, Father Felipe Scott, where we are both priests. We are both founders of religious communities in Peru. His community is in the city of Puerto Maldonado, a city in the Peruvian jungle. And I'm my community is in the Diocese of Chosica, and I have, we are eight priests in our community with uh, two religious brothers, plus we have a female branch. So it is a blessing, okay? To be honest with you, like God is a God of surprises. Um, I remember when I told the Lord many years ago, I said, Jesus, I only want your will. And I always felt called to be a religious priest. Heavens knows I never expected to be the founder of a religious community. <laughs> and I have I ever had a struggle in accepting God's will was because of that. Not that I, you know, I've always been a very happy priest, and I love the Lord. I love the church. I love the Eucharist, our Blessed Mother. Okay? But to be honest with you, when Jesus asked me to found the community, initially it was something very difficult for me to swallow. Okay? Because... I saw my total nothingness in the eyes of God. But the Lord in the, you know, our community has been founded more than 18 years ago. We're going on the 19th year. And to be honest with you, the Lord has been with us a billion percent of the way. Wow. Our wow. Lord is, to say that he's faithful is, doesn't give credit to what I feel in my heart. Hmm. Okay, the Lord is so, so, so faithful. One may feel inadequate, Okay, and I feel bad. I feel inadequate since the moment I wake up at the day until I go to bed. And that's been the last <laughs> 18 years, every day of the, of the year. Okay, but Jesus is not inadequate. Not at all. He's the all-powerful, omnipotent, faithful, merciful, faithful God. Amen. And that's what I've, if you ask me, that is my relationship with the Lord. Amen. He's, he is my God and my all. And I miss nothing. I call myself. So I do not, I'm your nothingness, but he's my all. That's you know, when, whenever I, I, I think of you, Padre, um, what, what hits me, like I mentioned before, is, is you exude the love and you communicate that, that Jesus communicates through you so well. One of, one, some of the challenges that are out there, and you mentioned uh, dark times uh, in, in, prior to us getting on the show, um, the, the, the challenges that I seem to see growing out there is more and more people that, that I I, I looked up to as as devout and, and going deeper into their faith, uh, more and more people are telling me that they aren't experiencing or aren't feeling the love of God in what they're doing. 
And you always pop in my head because I, I always think, man, I'd really get Padre Martin right in front of him because he'll look at them and he'll share with him the love that Jesus has with him. But what do you tell somebody like that that, that, that seems to be drifting, not, not uh, going to confession anymore, still going to Mass, but not feeling worthy that confession will even make a difference? That's the, the devil is a father of lies, and he's going to try to convince us that, you know, that to, to lose hope, to lose our joy. But I, 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 I consider definitely, definitely, definitely the need of frequent confession because I live that out in my life. Okay, not that I have, I mean, by the grace of God, I don't have these scandalous sins I can tell you right now. Okay, but just you know, I'm human. I need, I, I'm I'm in need of God's mercy. I'm in, God, in need of God's grace. So I go to, conf- you know, and I always say to people, okay, imagine if you hadn't taken a bath in a year or two years. I mean, believe me, I would notice it. You know, my nose would notice it. Okay, but it, it, you know, as important as, as physical th- hygiene is, is more the hygiene of the soul. Yeah, and usually people when they say to me, Father, you know, I don't feel God's presence and this and that, and then. And usually it's that they haven't been to confession in a long time. I remember one time someone, somebody told me, I don't know where I was, and he said to me, Father, I don't need, oh, I remember a woman that was at a, a conference, and she said, Father, I don't need to go to confession. I said, well, what a grace that I'm here before the Blessed Mother. She's, you know, and I, you know, she looked at me like, why do you say that? Because I know you need to go to confession. <laughs> I just said, and, and she hadn't been to confession in many years. Wow. Okay, many years. Okay, and, and the thing is, you know, the Lord, I mean, you know, the Lord, you know, obviously, the, and I used to, I mean, I used to think, I used to think of when I was a teenager, sometimes it would be like eight months that I would go not go to confession, you know? But obviously, since I became, I had my initial conversion, I began to go to confession monthly, and then as a sure. priest, weekly. Right. Okay? Even sometimes more often. Not because my sins are scared. Just, I just feel the need. Right. Okay? And, and, and it's, it, it is such an incredible grace. I mean, God's mercy, which is unfathomable. Why would we reject God's mercy? Right. Okay? And I can say that in my life as a priest, I'm such a happy priest. Yes, I pray a lot. Yes, I, I love to say the Holy Mass. But also, I like to, I, I'm very sensitive in my soul. Where maybe, you know, I may be failing him. Okay? Maybe not, not trusting or judging Okay? Or becoming too worried about the situation. That offends God because that I'm not letting God be God of every yeah. situation in my life. So something, the growth in holiness is a process. Yeah. And God offers us his unfathomable graces, okay, unlimited. He's there for us 24 hours a day. Right. But we, we must want him. We must want that. It's good that we know that we are aware, not only aware, but so, like, that we thirst for his grace. Mm. It is so important. Imagine me who felt, I mean, like, I, I thought, like, Jesus, when he called me to be a founder, I said, Jesus, you must have the wrong person. Okay, <laughs> honestly, I never thought of myself as founder material. Yeah. But being a founder, I realized how much I need his grace. Yeah. In order to be the, the, the priest that I'm called to be, it, it is such a grace to be a priest. It, it is, I mean, I, I've never doubted my my calling to be a priest. I'm such a happy priest. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm, that doesn't mean everything is, you know, hunky-gory. Sure. No, yeah. no, because guess what? When you're a founder, the devil's after you. Yeah. Okay? Yes. But they the Lord also allows us so we can run to him. Right. 
I mean, like, you know, you're aware that, you know, in, in March of this year, I fell on my knees. I couldn't get up. I was finishing a, a mission in the United States. And I was, one of the reasons, I kind of was thinking of, you know, I'm going to go back to community. I'm so happy to go back to Peru to be my community with, after a little bit more than a month. And I fell on my knees. And I really, I put myself in Our Lady's hands like a baby. I said, Blessed Mother, in the same way that you took care of me as a newborn baby, born premature, I was born into the six months, okay, with my twin brother. Wow. I put myself in the same, in your arms at that moment. I asked her in my heart, will I be able to walk again? I heard yes. You know, I, of course, at that moment, I knew that I wasn't going to be going back to Peru in three days or four days, okay? <laughs> but I was operated on. The recovery was incredible. I'll be praying at my friend's house where I was becoming a doctor in Maryland. I could feel the Holy Spirit on my knees so strong. It was incredible. Incredible. That's beautiful, Father. And, and I have a question about that because a lot of us, um, they we ask ourselves, like, does God really listen to our prayers? Oh, of course he listens to our prayers. Yes, and, and so many people doubt that. It's a fact. He will listen to the smallest prayer. And um, just to... Uh, mentioned about confession because you were, you know, of course, encouraging us to go to confession as much as possible. Um, I, I heard someone say that confession is like a minor exorcism. And with the spiritual battles that we're fa- facing right now, I can see why that is even more frequently is, is so important. Um, what would you say to uh, people who say, but Father, I have been praying and I have no relief. How would, how would, wh- how would you encourage us to, to move forward? First of all, I would ask them, how long has it been since your last confession? Right. Maybe they have, and usually, you know, sometimes people, out of their ignorance, yes, they say they committed some very serious sins, and they were too ashamed to confess them. Mm-hmm. So many times they're carrying the weight of unconfessed mortal sins. Yes. Okay? If a person goes to confession, and they will, they, in their conscience, have made a good confession, okay? That's different. Mm-hmm. But when a person consciously... Yes. Willingly keeps some very mortal, Oof. big mortal sins from a priest. Yeah. Saying like, I'm, I, I'm too ashamed to say this. Okay, guess what? They don't receive the absolution. Right. I mean, the priest may give them the absolution, right. but those sins are not forgiven. Right. So many times it's an accumulation of this trash because that's what sin is. Sin is. Yes. It's trash. It's trash from our past that we have not confessed. Because of our doubt of God's mercy. We felt that our sins were too big for God's mercy, Mm -hmm. which really hurts our Lord very much. Now, it's interesting you say that, Father, because uh, in a, you know, one of these Facebook groups uh, that that came up, I I was looking at, in fact, one of the questions, they'll throw like Q&A out there, right? Is it a sin um, to miss Sunday church, you know, your your Sunday church? And I was, I can't believe, but these are questions that believers have. These are questions that Catholics have. Um, and of course, you know, I, I had it, I just wanted to do my part. I was just going to leave it be, but you know, sometimes I've been praying for the, you know, to be more sensitive to the promptings of the spirit. So I said, you know what, what's the best way I could respond to this, of course. And I just, I just put it out there. The catechism is clear, uh, and that meeting your holy, you know, your Sunday obligation and holy days of obligation, it, it's a must unless, you know, you've got the dispensation from your priest for some, you know, reason or, you know, for some extenuating circumstance, but it's grave sin 
to miss you're out. Sick if you're very sick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like in my life, I remember the only time, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. once or twice that I missed Sunday Mass because I was in, in bed with a fever. Right. Yes. Right. And believe me. I mean, I remember one time my, my twin brother, before his initial conversion, he's now a priest. He told my father, he told my father, he said, I don't, I don't want to go to Sunday, I don't want to go to Mass today. My father said, okay, if you don't want to go to Sunday Mass, then you have to find somewhere else to live. Oh. In this family, we <laughs> yeah. go to Mass. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. No, that, that is. So yeah, my father was awesome. very firm with that. Yes. But now my brother now looks back, okay, the priest, and he says, thank God, Papi was very firm with that. Yes. Okay? No ifs or buts. Right. He said, this time you go to Mass, and, you know, if you live under this household, you go to Mass. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, and that's so important because you don't see that a lot. Now, like in this age, and it's particularly yeah. in this culture, yeah. we we don't want to hurt our children's feelings. You know, a lot of parents, you know, you yeah. know, we don't want to hurt their feelings, want to give them choices. We want it to come from their hearts, so we wait and we let them... T- you know, whenever you decide to go to mass, oh you, know, gosh, you know, you see a lot of that, unfortunately, you know, that they don't want to, you know, uh, encourage them for something that maybe they're not called to. So they don't make them go to mass. And and, and that's, that's horrific. I think, I think mm-hmm. parents should really pray together that God mm-hmm. guide them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, guide them when, yes. the son, when the son or daughter comes up with these stupid remarks. Yes. Right. So, you know, guide them. No, you know, guess what? Right. Let me tell you about the mass. Right. Right. Okay. Or even share with their heart what the mass means. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it is our duty to um, formulate the 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 way the world the world view of that child, and we start that in the family in the domestic church. So the world view is definitely established by the mother and the father and. The path to heaven starts there. Mm-hmm. And unless we, um, of course, encourage our children by modeling this behavior, uh, how important it is to love God, right? And to go to confession and to apologize and say, I'm sorry, and to all this. Unless we do that, we're going we're gonna to miss the mark as parents. What would you say, Father, um, to parents right now who maybe were kind of very relaxed when the kids were little, but now their kids are grown? And they, the kids refuse, you know, they, fo- they choose to follow the culture instead of. Um, I think it would be good that they admit to their children that they made a mistake mm-hmm. in not going to Mass and not yeah. bringing them up by Mass. But say now, you know, God has spoken to our hearts. Yeah. And He wants to give us the best of, of Himself that He can give us, which is Himself, mm-hmm. the Most Holy Eucharist. Yes. And in order for us to be able to receive Holy Communion, Okay, in a state, be in a state of grace. That's why we need to go to frequent confession. Yes. And I would say to them, in the same way that you shower every day and you, you, you know, like to look good, okay, imagine your soul. Our body is not eternal. Yes. You know, thank God. I mean, <laughs> my body is <laughs> right. right. Okay. And, you know, I'm 61 years old. Believe me, I can feel more. Than <laughs> and, you know, speaking to you, Father, I can feel um, how the love of Christ kind of prompts you to be strong in the oh, faith yes. and encourage others to be at the same time I can have a sense of your your mercy the mercy that flows the, through God the, the, through the you Lord's mercy, mercy right. is incredible it's incredible our Lord mm-hmm. is a divine sucker for us yes and I don't mean that <laughs> disrespectfully he just he, he takes us where we're at yes. 
But he will always talk to us with the truth. Yes. Amen. You will hey, always talk to us with the truth. Amen. Folks, if you're just tuning in, we've got Father Martin Scott of the Servios de la Divina Misericordia. You're listening to In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Sean Rice, in studio with Alex Kay and GRN Executive Director mm-hmm. Richard Reina. Uh, I just want to throw a couple of thank yous out there to those mm-hmm. tuning in on Facebook. Uh, we've got Ubi. We've got uh, Hank, my brother, Chris Rice. I was going to say, is Chris your brother? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris is my brother, uh, and you know we're, we're praying for him. Uh, he's actually sick and ill right now, and not to you know not to mention he's away from his family. Oh. So he, he's his family's in Jacksonville, Florida, but he's away uh, on you know uh, doing work, uh, and he's ill right now. So Father, if you would you know pray for him too, uh, you know <laughs> please. His name. I certainly will. I certainly will. Uh, we've got Miss Pat. We've got Elizabeth Contreras tuning in on Facebook. Thank y'all so much. Please continue to to share and and add your comments. Um, and again, you're, you're joining us for a, a wonderful discussion here uh, with uh, Father uh, Martin. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to, to ask and kind of kind of going back to to confession, because it's so important. It is such, you know, it's such an important sacrament. And it's what Jesus left us because he knew we would fall time and again. You know, he left that to us for those, um, you know, that, that are out there, for those of us who don't really quite get what confession is and why I should have to confess my sins to a priest. That sentiment still exists and it still exists with many Catholics as to why, why do I have to go to a priest? You know, as a teaching moment, Father, um, could you kind of share with us why it is that we go to a priest for God's mercy in the sacrament of confession? Yeah. Imagine if you had a tumor. And the doctors would say, I'm going to get the tumor out. You say, no, you know, just take out a fourth. <laughs> just take out a fourth. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I want to have the, the rest of the tumor inside of my body. Would that be a right decision? That's crazy. That's physically. Mm-hmm. Imagine the soul. Anything, the, God is a God of truth. He's a God of love. And he knows that our, he knows like no one else that our life on earth will end. Okay? And he offers us his explosive graces, unlimited love. And Jesus died for, if Jesus died for your sins, for my sins, for the sins of all of mankind on the cross, why would Jesus not want us to go to confession? It's crazy. Yeah. Okay? He would stop being God. I mean, Jesus would follow literally a divine, you know, how do you call um, People that have Alzheimer's, divine Alzheimer's. Yeah. He forgot, well, you know, why did you die on the cross? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, obviously not. Okay? So the Lord, the Lord offers us his, especially, you know, the devil, the devil loves He's a father of lies. So he loves to tell us, you're not that bad. You know, just tell God you're sorry for your sins. So he makes up these stupid excuses, lies, that will try, because it's sacramental grace. It's God's power. It's God's life that's entering us. So the devil knows that when we do not go to confession, even though we may say to God, oh, God, forgive me. Okay. But, okay. That paralyzes our soul. It paralyzes our relationship with God. Mm. It will make, literally, make us less prepared for the most important moment of our life when we die, Mm. when we stand before him. 
So the devil is going to offer us all these lies to, so to speak, to give us peace. But it doesn't give us peace. Amen. Well, we're going to have to take a break right there, Father. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Father Martin Scott of the... Um, Servios de la Divina Misericordia. I'm going to get that figured out real quick, all right? So stay tuned right there. Uh, we'll catch you on the other side of this break. Hi, listeners. This is Sean, General Manager for the GRN in South and Central Texas. I'm asking for your help. The 2021 Christmas share kicks off in just a few weeks and will run from November 30th through December 3rd. First, please pray for the success of the share Also, during the share prayerfully consider calling in your financial support to help the GRN in its mission to proclaim the name of Jesus and the teachings of this church through the powerful means of radio. Thank you so much, and may God abundantly bless you. Did you know that the church dedicates the entire month of November to the holy souls in purgatory and that we can gain a plenary indulgence all month for loved ones who have passed away? This is Len Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network with this week's GRN Family Minute. A plenary indulgence offered for a deceased loved one will remove all temporal punishment due to their sin, which can assist them to be released from purgatory and enter the glory of heaven. In a typical year, the church only grants such plenary indulgences during the first eight days of the month of November. But this year, the church has extended this opportunity until the end of the month. Anyone who visits the cemetery to pray for the dead this month will receive the plenary indulgence as long as the usual conditions for the indulgence are met. You must be detached from sin, pray for the intentions of the Holy Father, and receive the sacraments of the Eucharist and confession within 20 days before or after the indulgence. It's a beautiful gift we can offer to our deceased loved ones this month. Hi, this is Sean Rice, General Manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network in South and Central Texas. Business owners, do you enjoy listening to your favorite Catholic radio programs? Have you learned more about our Catholic faith because of what you listen to? Please consider a sponsorship or underwriting opportunity to help keep your airwaves Catholic across South and Central Texas. Give me a call at 210-579-9844 to learn more. God bless you. And welcome back, listeners. I'm your host, Sean Rice, for In His Vineyard, your live and local program for the GRN in South and Central Texas. Um, it is such a joy to be here, being able to have this conversation with uh, you know Father Martin Scott of the Servants of Divine Mercy. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and spending part of your day with us. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, as to some reasons why folks you know wouldn't you know may may put off confession. Uh, we've discussed, of course, you know, the mercy and the ocean of mercy of, of, of God and, and through Jesus himself. Uh, I wanted to ask real quick, Father, you know, re- regarding your, your religious order that you have founded, you know, that you found, okay? Why, the, why servants of divine mercy? I mean, I know what first inspired all, you for okay, that. Uh, first of all, the Lord. Sure. Okay, I was praying before the, you know, I... Since I entered the seminar, I always wanted to be a religious. We, my brother and I, uh, were both founders, um, we attended a, se- a seminary in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm. They had Capuchins. So our first 
we never went to Catholic school because we studied here in the United States, so we went to public school. My parents wanted us to go to Catholic school, but we, we didn't want all the, that homework. <laughs> the truth, <laughs> truth says to speak, I'm very free to tell you. Okay, um, so my brother um, and I, our first contact with religious communities was the Capuchins. So that, that, that interested us. Wow. Okay, plus we really liked at that time the music of John Michael Talbot. Okay, Catholic singer. Okay, yes. And then, um, so this this sense of being called to religious life never left me. Sure. Even though I was ordained already a priest for ten years, a diocesan priest, and and I was very open with the bishop, and he knew that I felt called to you know to religious life. You know, I never kept it from him. And I remember that um, one day I was praying. It was in like April of. 1998 or 99, and I was 98 because it was the 10th year of ordination. And I said to Jesus, Jesus, you know, this thought of never leaving, of being a religious priest doesn't leave me. I was praying before the Eucharist by myself. That was no one was around me. And I said to Jesus, I said, Jesus, if this is not from you, take it away. Okay, I'll continue being a diocesan priest, though I miss community life. I miss that closeness as a priest with other priests. But if you want me, please just tell me where do, what community you want me to go. So at that time, he was like silent. He was waiting for my permission, which was, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. I only want your will. When I said that, <laughs> it was an expl- like an explosion of God's grace in my heart. Wow. It's like if the ceiling of where I was praying had been taken away and I felt like a, a, a Niagara Falls wow. coming upon me of God's grace. And he spoke to my heart and he said, Pequeño, return to Peru. That part didn't really surprise me. I always felt that I would end up in Peru. That part, okay, okay. Yeah, you want me to go to Peru? Okay, I felt that. <laughs> but when he said, and found a new religious community, a new religious family, my reaction was, you know, I was with him. I was, I'm always very sincere. I just said, what? Key? <laughs> and, and, and I said, well, what would be the name of this new religious family? I would just, I would think I was flabbergasted. I was shocked. Yeah. And that's when he said, siervos de la ina misericordia, servants of divine mercy. Wow. And he said, you will meet, I will put something in, the, in your path that will lead you to the bishop where I want you to found. Wow. And he did. I mean, just as he said, Okay. But the incredible way is, the incredible thing is that little by little, the Lord started confirming. My spiritual director at the time was an African priest. He's no longer, he's now, he works in the Vatican. Very holy, he's brilliant African priest from Ghana. Okay? He had felt in prayer four years before that God would be calling me to go back to Peru and found the new religious community. So when I mentioned it to him, he said, I've known this for four years. That, and he said, I said, why? And he told me how yes. experience he had. So I said, my gosh, this is really from God. But I knew, I mean, as a priest and a prayerful priest, I knew when I had that experience that God was not kidding. You know, and, you know, and, and the, they say something like, if you want to, if you want to, uh, t- See Jesus laugh, tell him your plans. Yes, <laughs> yes, for okay. sure. He laughs just like that. Okay, initially, initially, I wanted to be in a part of my brother's community. Yes. 
But then I felt, no, I felt, you know, that I become, I don't know if you know about twins, sometimes one is more dependent yeah. on the other. Oh. That's how I was with my brother. I had become independent of him, independent on God. Yes. So I realized, you know, God hasn't called me to be with him. And I was all right with that. I was at peace with that. And then the, the, what I can tell you from the depths of my heart is, I know God is a God of surprises. And he wants to get us to heaven as quick as possible after we say, Arrivederci to this world. But when God asks anybody to do something, as long as one stays, you, I mean, united to him, he will give you as many graces that you need and the means to do his will. He doesn't just say, I want you to do this, and then he forgets about us or turns his back on us. I'll say, you found out, you know, you search for the way of, of solving this. No, no, he's there a billion percent of the times. Yeah. And there have been times, for example, we give a lot to the poor. Right. Okay. I remember one time I said, Lord, it was, <laughs> I said to Jesus, I said, Jesus, tomorrow I have to pay the workers. We don't have enough money to pay them. Because yeah. you put people, it wasn't like I was, yeah. you, know, and, uh, you, know, like, have a, you know, like wasting the money away. No, no. And you know that I, I just heard, I just said, no te preocupes, do not worry. When <laughs> I, I felt called to go to our bank account, and somebody had donated five thousand dollars. Oh my uh, gosh! Praise that God. happens all the time. <laughs> okay, these little surprises, wow. all the time. The other, you know, one day we needed money. It's a Peruvian lady who's very well off, who lives in Australia with her husband and her two sons, gave us this donation. It happens all the time yeah. when we really need it. Okay, which we do. God, He just says, "You, okay, you trust in me and let me be God for you." Right. And that's what he does. Amen. You know, I would, uh, you know, since we're talking about the, the donations, we're talking about what your order does and who your order serves. Obviously, you, you serve the, the, the poor, you serve, serve the, the downtrodden. Serve the poor. Um, serve the poor. and I know that y'all, you as an order, um, live off the, you know, just the, the divine generosity. Providence. Yeah. Divine you're, providence. You're totally right. Divine providence. You know, I would ask you. I don't get paid a cent in Lima. Right. Mm. So if people were, you know, felt compelled to, to give, I mean, how could, how would they do that? Okay. Father, we have a nonprofit corporation. Okay. Approved by IRS here in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's divine mercy corporation. It's not a really corporation. That's the name. They <laughs> right. Do. Divine mercy corporation. Okay. PO box. 10575 Rockville, Maryland 20849 And they can also go to Divine Mercy Corp C-O-R-P dot O-R-G which tonight as well uh, you're going to be speaking and at 7.15 Central Time and we'll be sharing via YouTube a wonderful reflection and right. I'm sure there'll be links on there And to the thing is you know that God I offer Mass you know for benefactors I used to say like, okay, I can such, let's say Mondays masses will be for benefactors. Now it's just, I, I just said, no, I'll offer all the masses of my life until yeah. mm. I die. Yeah. All my holy hours for all of our benefactors. So they're constantly, I have a list, I've, I call it my telephone book, <laughs> intentions, okay? Obviously I cannot name anyone or everyone. Right. Okay? You're on that list, okay? <laughs> okay? And I'll put all of you on my, okay? Okay? And, and it's just, and sometimes, you know, just, the brothers that we, <laughs> they know that when I say the intentions, 
I think a little bit longer than others. <laughs> <laughs> but also a lot of deceased are on the list. Sure. I okay? never stop. People, and people ask masses for deceased, okay? And it's incredible. I mean, just, you know, and then people like sometimes there's uh, friends, there's the sons or, or, who are in need of deep conversion. Yes. Yeah. Okay, they've lost their faith. And I w- those I mentioned. Those I mentioned, okay? But I always say first thing is for all of our benefactors, okay? Their intentions. I always say that. Wow. So again, folks, this is Sean Rice. You're listening to In His Vineyard. Uh, for more information about the um, you know, Servants of Divine Mercy, you can go to their website. That's Divine Mercy Corp. That's just singular, C-O-R-P, Divine Mercy Corp. Dot org um, to you know to read more about them, read about their mission, uh, and 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 to give and support it if that's something um, of course that you uh, feel compelled to do. Uh, of course, we've got just maybe a couple minutes left in the conversation before um, you know before anything. Though I wanted to ask, uh, you know, COVID. I'm sure just like anything else, really hit um, you know the the community hard, right? How has you know now that we're about a year removed from the onset of the of the pandemic? How has the order you know kind of bounced back? Could you share a little bit about that, Father? Um, I think the majority of us got uh, very small cases of COVID. Okay, our superior was in the hospital for it because he, he took care of everyone else except himself. Okay, but we all thank God we're all doing very well. Okay, I think. It drew us closer to the heart of Christ. Yeah. Our lady, through Our Lady. Okay? And, and we saw the hand of God in a wonderful way. In a wonderful way. And, and the Lord, He is so, so, so faithful. And He loves everyone beyond our imagination. Please, I beg you never to forget that. Amen. And never be afraid to go to Him. The Lord is always opening his arms to you. Amen. Now, I want to encourage those who are listening to us. I feel that there's someone listening to us who is a man. He's afraid to go to confession. He should not be afraid to go to confession. And that when he goes to confession, that he asks that Jesus speaks to him through that priest. Mm, yes. Okay? Indeed. There's another woman. Who also needs to go to confession. Okay? This woman had an abortion. And she's confessed it, but she doesn't forgive herself. The Lord does not want her to doubt His mercy. Wow. His mercy is amazing. Wow. And folks, uh, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, Father Martin, Thank you so very much for spending the time with us. Uh, and before I get caught by the music <laughs> again, uh, if you would, please leave uh, and impart the Lord's blessing upon us, please. Dear Lord, I know that you love us so much and our lady loves us so much. We ask for the intercession of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the intercession of our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph to inundate everyone who's listening to us and their families. In God's unfathomable mercy, grace, and mercy, may the power of the victory of the cross of Christ that is for each one of us and his precious redeeming blood descend us upon us and protect us from the onslaughts of the evil one. Amen. 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 
Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Wow. What another great show. Uh, It's always a treat having uh, Padre on with us, Richard. Uh, Any parting thoughts? Oh, yes, please, folks. uh, Visit the website, uh, divinemercycorp.org, especially tonight again at 715 uh, to tune into a live uh, I, I'm sorry, it, it'll direct you hopefully to the channel uh, on YouTube that Father will be speaking tonight live and love to see the wonderful comments and see how the Lord is speaking to your heart. Again, divinemercycorp.org. Amen. And Alex, uh, anything that you'd like to add to that? No, I just I want to thank you, Father, um, for your special blessing and for enlightening us in the the, the importance of confession and um, how... God will, and Jesus imparts his divine mercy to us through the act of confession, that beautiful sacrament. Thank you. Amen. And to everybody who is visiting with us on Facebook, thank you so much. Um, again, be sure to, to tune back in next week at noon. Every Monday at noon, you'll uh, be able to catch us right here on your local GRN South and Central Texas uh, radio station in his vineyard. Uh, we are so thankful that you decided to spend your time uh, with, with us today. Uh, so please continue tuning in. Please continue being the you know, sharing that light of Christ within you and uh, throughout the rest of this week. Let's all continue to labor with love, joy, and zeal in our hearts in his vineyard. God bless you. Hi, listeners. Sean here. The Altar Society of Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Von Army will be sponsoring a Thanksgiving raffle. The drawing will be held Sunday, November 21st at 1130. Various prizes are available and you don't need to be present to win. Tickets only cost $2 each or you can purchase three tickets for just $5. Proceeds benefit the parish. To purchase your tickets and support this wonderful parish, please call Yolanda Castro at 210-622-3842. God bless you. Mother Teresa said, let no one come to you without leaving better or happier. This is how we try to live our personal and professional lives. We're Rob and Camille DeMaio, proud sponsors of Guadalupe Radio here in San Antonio. Our team of realtors can help you through every step of buying or selling a home. For more information, call us at 210-488-1144 for real estate help in San Antonio and throughout the United States. Rob and Camille DeMaio, your real estate team. 210-488-1144. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. Some say that our age of relativism, the belief that there are no absolute truths, began when the philosophers of the Enlightenment divorced reason from reality. Indeed, David Hume wrote that reason exists only to serve our own agendas. Contrast this with great thinkers like Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine of Hippo, who each taught that reason is at the service of reality. And because of this, the human reason can reason their way to truth. In John Paul's famous encyclical Fides et Ratio, he writes, Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. Millennia of Christians have held that faith without reason is brainwash, and reason without faith is blind. So today, when you're thinking through an issue, ask yourself, is my reason serving reality, or am I twisting reality to serve myself? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Celebrating the culture of life. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.
This is KJMA 89.7 FM, Floresville, San Antonio. Also streaming the truth to the world at grnonline.com. It's food for the immortal soul, all day and all night.